Welcome, 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 and welcome to the HeCast with myself, Sean Ryan. Join me on the show today is one of Galway's kind of finest artists. He's not just a rapper, he's also a producer. It's Attention, DJ Green. How are you getting on, my man? Here, man. Appreciate you having me on the show. Um, I've, I'm delighted to have you on. Um, I've, uh, every time I kind of talk, first question that comes to mind for me is like, what does the artist's name mean and stuff like that? But obviously you have two artist names. Um, yeah. Why is there no kind of correlation? Like, wh- why didn't you say your rap name is like Mr. Green or something or kind of make attention into DJ attention or something like that? I uh, just off the bat, I wanted it to be different. Like when we were kind of speaking before, I, I, I was talking about like, the whole mysterious kind of MF Doom kind of thing. And like when I first started off rapping, I didn't really tell anyone that I was attention. Like besides a couple of lads, like maybe three or four lads who were in my circle, I didn't tell anyone that I was going doing this. And I wore the mask as well, obviously. And just the name attention, like I'll be honest, it's kind of like it's not got some deep meaning or whatever. It's like obviously it's meant to mean attention, like pay attention to me. And then the A10, like I don't know if it's the case anymore, but the A10 fighter jet like used to have the most powerful machine gun, like in the world like shoots like 16,000 bullets a fucking minute or something like this so I was like kind of you know kind of cool rap wise I guess so I, I wanted to keep them separate because if you surprised man like I had friends for a year if not two years even guys this day like who did not know like that it, we were the same person like because half the time like times I'd have my top off as well like you'd see all the tattoos the rings the same you know the, the same physique like and like some people would still be like you know, I have a feeling that, like, like, why does he, do you have matching tattoos or something? I'm like, yeah, yeah, matching tattoos. Like, all of our <laughs> tattoos are matching. Like, so I, that's kind of why, yeah, I wanted to keep them separate. And just as well, like, d- rapping under the name DJ Green, just, it, it's, I don't know. Like, I know some rappers do have, you know, like, there's DJ Quick and stuff like that. But I just didn't want to be under that name. And I just thought it was a cool opportunity to, because originally I did have plans to change DJ Green because it was just kind of a, I really like there's a million other DJ Greens in the world. I don't think there's any more, more in Ireland that I know of, but there's loads around the world. It's not a very original name. But at that point, everyone I knew in the hip hop scene was calling me Green. Like, so it was kind of like, a, is it really worth it to rebrand it? And they were like, I think it's a cool name. I was like, fair enough. The only reason I came up with it because I was smoking weed when I was like 17. I was like, yeah, I'm DJ Green. Like, you know, <laughs> just from there. so yeah, like, as I said, I wanted to keep kind of everything separate and with the attention and just wearing the mask and kind of not telling anyone it was me for a good while, you know, it really, it worked. Like I, I would have probably, I would have liked to have maybe have been as good, as good as I am now, not to toot my own horn too much, but I've obviously improved a lot come out now with the mysterious side of things where people might be paying a bit more attention to me then no pun, in ton, pun intended, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was still cool. Like, I mean, I'd literally sit next to people and they were like, I feel like I know him. Like, it's just like, I'm literally wearing the same jacket he's wearing right now. Like, it's like, no one else has that jacket. Like, I was I was very surprised. I honestly thought people would cop straight away because I, I didn't put a voice on. Like, I have a very, uh, I would say, neutral Irish accent. Like, you couldn't really pinpoint where I'm from. You just say I'm Irish, like. So I didn't have any, like, particularly, like, um, I wasn't trying to put on this strong, fucking powerful accent. Like, you know, a lot of the, like, the, the Dublin or the, or the uh, Limerick rappers might have where it's like, you know, it's, potent like you know it's very like you can tell straight where they're from like you can you can feel the culture of that city from just their voice like but with me it wasn't really the case like so I kind of really thought it'd be fair obvious but you'd be surprised like I mean no, to this I, day I've, 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 I, I tell people straight off that we're the same person and put it quite openly out there in the public but I still come across people that like don't know it or don't believe it like 
Yeah, no, for sure. Like definitely for when I was doing my research originally and trying to get knowing of the scene and stuff like that, it I thought two different people did not really kind of make that correlation straight off. And then it was kind of like, oh, tension's appearing on a lot of DJ Green's tracks. And it's like, you never see them in the same room together. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can imagine that you've had that kind of, as I said, like I was kind of surprised there wasn't like a correlation or like a secret message that kind of, you know, joins the two together kind of thing. Um, I like I, uh, I'll, I'll just cut in and say this because it was a funny thing at the very start of when I had attention like I, I made up like a backstory from him and everything like and I said basically that like I had and people believe this and this was his bio like on all the uh, artist pages was like I met him in the woods in Wicklow just like hanging about like and we just got talking and fucking he said he was a rapper and he wanted to do songs and he found out I was a producer but he's getting sent like away for like 10 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit like um, <laughs> people for ages believed this like and they were like who is this guy man like why is he in jail all this shit like and where did you meet him like he was I was like he was living in the Wicklow mountains like and it just got more ridiculous as you read the stories like he used to write raps on like fucking tree bark with like dead at like road killed blood and stuff like this and just yeah like at that point I think when people started seeing like okay okay this seems like a bullshit story written by Connor like so at that point you know various still you know, some people really investigated it too like because i had a couple of people who accused me they're like you're definitely the same person i was like nah man and like they were going out of their way to like grab pictures and like screenshots like so like do you like have matching tattoos or what the fuck's the story here like or what's that like some people didn't cop to it at all but other people were pure just like really into it like detective style like and i was like you got me like <laughs> i wasn't really all that much at all like it nearly came out as kind of a conspiracy theory so it's yeah, it's over again I, I should have left it to be honest but then again like maybe i probably you know I, I it would probably hinder my popularity in a sense too because i was kind of i wasn't using the platform i'd already built like with dj green with like you know i've with a few thousand likes or subscribers here and there and i was basically starting from scratch again and like the i guess the, the more beneficial part was that like my songs were produced by dj green so at least that's a more known name so it would have inclined people to kind of jump into it a bit more and give it a chance like because i'd be sharing it on my other profiles and stuff like that and like where where um oh, sorry why does like why did you choose kind of rap music to kind of get into um to kind of express yourself and kind of bring this character to life attention and obviously dj green as well like the funny thing is about most people that are in rap they were always into rap like i was a metalhead at a rock like you know into rock when I was young like I wasn't a, like a what do you say a mosher or a metalhead like I was just a regular fellow but like I, I listened to metal and rock like mainly like and I like I got I was into the only reason I was into hip-hop at all I'd say was from playing San Andres like just that's how I got into it like it's the same with 80s music from playing Vice City and stuff like Grand Theft Auto does its works there when you listen to those radio stations so I was listening to like Easy e and like NWA and stuff and then I'd say it wasn't until I was like 17 16, 17 before I like hardcore got into hip hop. And the, the way that kind of came about was just me and one of my mates just kind of shared a common interest in music. And he started making uh, like remixes with like instrumentals and acapellas from other songs. So he might like get a two pack acapella and put it over an Eminem beat or something like that. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I got into that. Like, and from there, he's a school teacher now. And then I just made it, it ends up becoming my life's passion. Like, and then just got more into it. And like, uh, I guess it was a way of expressing myself. You know, I wouldn't say with my rap, like besides like say the feel literature stuff I do with trust, I don't really go for like a conscious preachy side or anything like that. It's just kind of 
whatever comes to mind. You know, like if I'm thinking I'm going to write, you know, a crazy over the top violent song or something like that, or just about anything else, like it's not necessarily coming from Connor. Like it's just, you know, it's whatever my imagination kind of cooks up in that sense. Like, yeah. And like, obviously being a DJ and stuff like that, do you, tend to make all the beats for yourself for attention or do you kind of try and outsource or try and get different inspirations for other that, tracks and stuff? Yeah. it's like i'd i wouldn't often go i've got this song in my head i'm gonna make this kind of beat and write to it like it, i usually just i make beats 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 and then i come across the odd one where i'm like yeah i'll use that you know basically the best ones i'll keep for myself and sell off or or give out the other ones like but um yeah, like I wouldn't like it, like I'd say I like I have produced 97 or 98 percent of everything I've done under attention. But with my latest project, the trap project, I said, like, because as well, I don't really have that much confidence in my trap beats. Like I don't make so much of them. So like I wouldn't have liked to kind of put out a project that was all my beats where I wouldn't necessarily feel it's top of the range trap beats. So that's kind of why. But as well, I, I just wanted to do other stuff with other producers like I got. Big Man Davey on it from the label. He's got he's got the most beats on it, about five or six, like really, really good ones. And I've got caffeine on it. I've got clover on it. I've got uh, one beat that I just got today off Adept from Tipperary. I didn't even know he produced till he sent me these beats last night. Um, just a nice mix of other people's beats, but as well because I knew that they were all better at making trap than I was. Like, but um, yeah, like I do prefer to kind of work on my own stuff, but now I think it's kind of a case of, it was more of a case of at the start, like no one knew attention. So like I didn't really want to be going on asking people for beats. So it was very handy that I could just make my own beats and make, get the music out there rather than kind of having to kind of get to know people more. And then, you know, they may not necessarily make beats that are my style or, you know, people are, are less likely to just fuck with someone off the bat. If it's like, Hey, I'm a new rapper. Can, you know, send me a few beats you know i mean i i would buy beats and i have bought beats you know because i'm a producer i sell beats i don't want to be the cunt asking someone for you know 10 free beats there like please like you know i'm not gonna do that. like it's lousy like some people obviously do give me free beats but i do honestly put my hand out and say like i'll pay for that like or you know most people usually tend to say no because i'm usually working with someone i know closely anyway so it's like nah, nah it's fine man no don't mind it like and i'd be the, tend to be the same as well like but uh yeah that's 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 probably the first time i've done that um like all all of the main releases so like the two attention albums the feel literature album were all all that was my beats and for the, at least this, the, the latter two the second uh, attention album and the feel literature album i mixed the entirety myself and i got help with the mastering then but i think from now i think i've i'm satisfied with my mastering skills so from now on i'm going to master everything myself for the most part just because I like I kind of left it too long where I, I was kind of relying on other people to do it for me just because I, I didn't really have confidence in it myself. But um, yeah, like as I said, like I tend to like to do it because as well, you know, not necessarily everyone is so invested as I am. Like for me, like music is everything. It's all I do, whereas everyone else has their job or, you know, just kind of they like to relax in the evening and all that stuff. And, you know, they, they like their time off. So it's more of a kind of they'll get to it when they can. Whereas if I'm in control of everything, I can just get a project out there. And that's like I don't rush my projects. It's just literally like I've got the time to do it. You know what I mean? So like what 
a project that might take someone over a year to do can take me three or four months because I'm just working at it every single day. And it's handy like that. You don't have to wait on people. I'm not very patient, to be honest. Like, and I've had like, I'm, I'm happy to give someone plenty of time to do tracks, but then like, I've had people come like 18 months later and send me vocals for a song. And it's like expecting me to like, just jump back into it. It's like, like, uh, you know, 18 months for that. Like for Christ's sake, come on. Like I'm on, I've done three projects since then. Like that project's been released. It's done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it is very handy from my own point of view, just to be able to do it all myself and not really have to rely on people too much when it comes to stuff. Like I can even do the artwork myself as well. Like, I, you know, which is handy. Like yeah. next, I just need to learn how to make my own CDs from, from the bat. Like I, I get a fella, uh, Ricky Greenman small. I recommend that to anyone who wants to get physical CDs done. If you, if you're looking for someone, get into contact with him, you'll find him on my Facebook. But uh, like he, he does that for me. Like he's made about four or five different albums for me on, on CD and done a fucking sick job with them like so yeah. that's kind of something well I'd like to get into and from there then I've got everything basically ticked off like I can just make it it's basically the, the factory the studio and everything is in my room like you know so that's that's the best of what you could possibly ask for I think to be honest yeah no for sure like I have the uh the common rough LP here in my hand like signed by attention himself um so like and it looks it looks like spot on um, I definitely would recommend it because it's 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 a great album to get. Um, name, uh, when I was initially coming up with a rap name, kind of years before I became a rapper, my mate Oshin said Common Rough might be a cool one because Rough is the last word in my second name, McMurrow. And then Common kind of sounds like Connor. So he was like Common Rough, like, you know, Common Scumbag Arsehole, basically. Not necessarily a compliment, but I was like, I, I considered it, but then obviously I came up with attention years later, but I thought like, I still really liked the name Common Rough. So I said Common Rough LP, like the, with the albums there, like those, the solo albums, I kind of do have a trilogy kind of in place, kind of similar to like the Slim Shady LP, Martial Matters, Eminem show. They're a trilogy, but they're all in different vibes and they all kind of express a different side of things. Like Breton LP was just kind of everything. And like, I'll be honest, like I have improved so much since then. I don't like, I, I don't like a lot of the songs and that there's probably like, two songs that I'm like, that's a very good song. Outside of that, there's a lot of hit, a lot of, you know, shitty tracks there. And then the the Common Rough was more of just kind of the slightly more matured, but still kind of very, you know, aggressive and dark and violent and stuff like that. And with the next one, I'm kind of trying to go for at least a more kind of conscious, mature point of view. Like, cause I mean, there's only so much times you can rap about just, you know, basically, you know, Eminem type stuff, do you know what I mean? Like the Slim Shady just, shooting guns and smoking crack and all that it's like i don't actually smoke crack and don't shoot guns at people like like i never do that stuff to like kind of top myself up and like that's just my kind of my personality and stuff like that's shock value and outrageousness and stuff like that you know so if i ever do that kind of stuff it's all tongue-in-cheek really like you know yeah no it definitely uh definitely works for your character like it definitely kind of builds that attention vibe like it definitely because with the mask it's kind of that kind of creepiness to it um, and seeing some of the kind of the videos that you've done before for for the character um it's very kind of its own thing it's very defined um but obviously like it, it obviously the rap scene has always had kind of beef whether it be over in america or over in the uk um and even probably some of it here in ireland and um, do you believe it's like a good thing for artists to have that kind of conflict with each other i mean you can have, you see, you can have friendly competition. Like there's a lot of guys I'm really good friends with, but I'm, I'm competitive with them. Like I see the shit they're doing. And it's not necessarily from like, I don't look at it from a point of view where it's like, Oh, like that sounds really good. I have to outdo them. I see like, 
he's doing really good. Like I need to up my game. Like, you know, that I, I'm, I look at it from a more of an, an inspirational point of view. Like I've said it to a lot of rappers that I think are better than me and producers. It's like, I don't look at your stuff and go like, get, you know, this kind of anal, anal little like, oh, fuck him. He's doing better than me. I, you know, I'm going to diss him in a song. It's more like, yeah, like I have to up my game because you're, you know, you're very, very good. Like, I mean, beef, like, as I said, uh, the friendly competition where it's not necessarily beef is a lot more healthy and it's a lot more good for the scene because some people just take it too seriously. Like, and I don't even mean it's like taking it too far, like getting violent or stuff like this. It's like, you know, it's like they think everyone cares about this little scuffle between two random lads, you know, one in Kilkenny and one in Leash. Like, it's like, you know, it's a waste of bloody time. Like, because you can might as well just make music about something else. Like, I mean, like if someone dissed me, like, yeah, like I'd actually like, I'd, you know, go all out like and get the whole bad arts crew to demolish them like but I wouldn't I wouldn't go looking for it like because I mean there's been people before like they might talk shite or whatever or something like that and it's like people might say I should diss them or diss them I was like look I'm not gonna rise to it because it's just stupid like we're you know basically grown men but if they come at me like I'm gonna fucking end their career like put it that way like and not me personally because I don't necessarily consider myself to be a fucking unbelievable rapper can kill any rapper but with the bad arts crew definitely like they're all you know masters of, of the, the mic there like so i mean i wouldn't be afraid if i've got them behind me like yeah no for sure like um and like talking about the bad arts entertainment how did that kind of form um and how was that kind of made and stuff um like i didn't really i i i'd been to same difference gigs a couple of times uh throughout the years i know i know hazy i knew hazy quite well for a few years but i never really knew simon or uh, mcb and then uh size was just looking to start his own label and he got into contact with a few people and i was one of them like and i said yeah definitely man like you're literally one of the best rappers in this country like i'll be honest like if if he had more music out there, like in comparison to other rappers I consider to be top tier, like he probably would be very, very close to number one, if not number one for me. Like, like I just, he's a very, very, very talented rapper. Like, and yeah, I said that was a no brainer. I'd definitely join up and do that. And obviously lockdown kind of slowed it down a bit. We were kind of a few months getting in talks or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, like it was, it's funny, like he's literally living down the road from me for like four or five years and didn't really know him. Like, and I just never really came across him at a lot of the gigs and stuff like that. So never really got to know each other. And then just from there, like, I mean, technically, like, you know, he's a good mate already. Like, obviously, if you're on a label with someone, but like, I've only still really known him properly for less than a year. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, just midsummer, kind of, we really kind of got it off the ground. And then from there, like, we've gotten Big Man, da Big Man Davey was, was always on the, the cards because he would know Simon and, and uh, MCB. And then uh, Trust was already affiliated with me through field literature. And obviously they knew he was an unbelievable rapper. So it was a no brainer to get him involved as well. And then Callum is, he lives over near Big Man Davey and we were all listening to him and we all kind of agreed like, yeah, we could get him involved because we're kind of trying to get everyone, everyone's quite different at least, you know, that's always good to have. Like, I mean, obviously we're on the kind of same level of what we like but it's nice to have everyone kind of as their own different approach. So you're not just getting five of the same rapper. Um, and yeah, like we've just, we've made, we've got plenty of, plenty of projects in the works. Like um, I already had my solo album kind of done before the label kind of really kicked off the ground. Well, like I can say this much, like every one of us has a, a solo project in the works, if not two or three and loads of collaborations that we're doing in between that as well, between each other, like, 
because we haven't actually done a whole lot of music together yet but just because it's hard so hard to get us all in the studio at the same time like we all i live in galway like two of the lads live in tip and then the rest live in limerick do you know what i mean like and obviously with covid it's a it's a bit conscious that way like but considering how bad it's been like you know we've still gone it's it's gonna be great when things kind of slowly get back to normal where we can all just get into the studio for a day and the amount of shit we get done like as well the first few times we did it we still didn't really know each other so well so we were all kind of mostly just drinking and having the crack and getting to know each other and that's the best way to do it like so i'll be honest we you know doc he's the, the he'd be a, a producer on the label as well like and he'd be very well experienced a bit older than all of us like like he was kind of getting split sick and tired of was just coming over getting drunk and not really doing nothing but like it was just a case of like i don't think he really realized like a lot of us don't really know each other too well so we're just kind of getting a feel for each other and getting to know each other and that's as i said the best way to do it but like, yeah, when the time comes, things get better. Like we've got a studio there, one or two places to go in Limerick. And then I know Trust is trying to get a studio set up in his own place. That'll be Tip and then mine in Galway. So I mean, we've got four places to really do lots of stuff there. But as well, like even through the power of the internet, that's more most music gets, gets done. Like it's been very rare. I've gotten the artist I'm doing the song with into the same room as me to do the song together because, you know, we're all from different counties and stuff like that. So like, I mean, yeah, you can still make music through we transfer and all that stuff which is great but it is always better to be able to do the song together in the room and just have more crack doing it as well like yeah no for sure and like kind of looking back at kind of the work you've done with different artists like you've named off a few there for from the bad arts entertainment uh you worked with kind of comedian sir steve uh on a recent track no chorus you worked with him back in 2018 for on in his head and which reached the charts of number one and obviously nor chorus got number two in the other charts for 21 how, how does that how does that kind of feel for you you know that you made the beat and that like you know you're kind of a part of it uh, i didn't produce the beat on those tracks i mixed i mixed and mastered them and oh. Well, I mean, I may, I, it was more so the case of that, like, I arranged the song because it was kind of like Steve had no real knowledge of any of that stuff at all. So, like, I really, really helped it. Like, if, if you know, if, if you took me out of the thing, like, there wouldn't be a song, I put it that way in that sense. Like, I, I, did, I didn't produce the beats, but I mixed, I, I, me and a guy, Alton, Alton McDyer, mixed and mastered the first two. And then the last one I did myself. But it was a case of like, it was by chance really I got involved from there like his younger brother like knew me from years before or whatever like we used to go drinking in, in town or whatever and uh Steve just basically put up an ad on Facebook like looking for someone who produces beats or whatever and I got involved with him then and I did produce a few beats for him but he still hasn't used them yet but uh he just you know he preferred to go for these beats and that was fine but like it might seem a little rich to say like oh you only mixed and mastered them but it's like it was there, there was a lot there like and I chose the direction of how the song sounded and like I gave him a lot of guidance and how he was going to go about it and which parts he should use and which parts he didn't because for the most part the first two like it was just loads and loads of vocal stems like so I had to clear all that up and put it together and stuff like that so I mean uh, like a lot of people have said like or do think I produced the beat I didn't and then I could, people always say like I just say you did it anyways like nah nah I'm not going to do that like but I mean I did have a fair hand in you know the track being at the level it did like you know so but, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I only got that information off YouTube and I think it has you down as produced and mixed yeah. and, ma and mastered, that kind of thing. So that that was my bad. Um, but yeah, like it, mixing and mastering and stuff like that is like the biggest kind of part of making a track. So like I, I hats off if I was wearing a hat. I am actually wearing a hat. Um, <laughs> to, to yourself, like, because that is, that, that is impressive, especially from, you know, an Irish standpoint that many might know that people 
have created like some amazing tracks that have reached the chart levels, you know? So Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a great achievement to have under my belt, at least as well, more so from like a, a professional point of view, like, you know, it looks good on the, on the LinkedIn and, you know, like it's just, if I was ever getting a, a job in the music industry, it, it's going to count more in my favor than it would if I say like, oh, you know, I produced for all these Irish rappers that he or the person probably hasn't heard of, like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, well, I actually have a couple of songs that, that I worked on that were in the top 20. And I, 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 I did the, the Bizarre tune as well. He did um, Panic Attack. Like, and that was cool, mixing a song with lyrics from Bizarre on it. Like, you know, that's, man, it's like, you know, when you, when you really think of who this person is, like, that's a guy who's, you know, grew up with fucking Eminem. Like, you know, yeah. I, I've, 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 like, it's crazy like that. Like, it's, there's a couple of guys I got into contact with over the years where I was like, I didn't really acknowledge at first, like, who I was working with, like, there's a South Coast Army that are a Mexican group, and they bought a beat off me a couple of years ago, and then they released the song, and it was Project Pat on the hook, who's, you know, uh, an affiliate member of Three Six Mafia, it's Juicy J's brother, who's a Grammy winner, like, and Project Pat is an artist I grew up listening to and would have influenced a lot of my music, like, and I saw him on it, and I was like, oh, like, you know, did you rip that off a song, like, and they were like, no, no, it's legit, like, because he was doing the same hook that they'd come up with initially, like, and it was like, no, like we actually got into contact with him and he just offered to do it for free. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, so, I mean, okay, it wasn't Project Pat I was dealing with directly, but he's still on a song that I produced. Like, and there was a, a couple of affiliate members of Wu-Tang Clan, like now, where the Wu-Tang Killer Bees, like they're, now the, I can guarantee, like when I say they're affiliates, like there is a lot of Wu-Tang affiliates. These are ones that like 99% of people have not heard of. So I'm not saying it was like Ghostface Killer or Kill Army or, Sons of Man or something like that, but it still had the Wu Tang logo on it, like whether it was tiny or not. Like, so I still think that's a fucking pretty cool achievement. Like, it was just, you know, it's just random. Like, it's it's funny how, like, at least, especially at the time, I wasn't really producing anthem for anyone. Like, the people were kind of taking beats off me as a favor at the time. And the next thing, this guy messaged me, Supreme Allah Magnetic um, from New York. And he's just like, oh, I like these kind of Wu Tang type beats you have on YouTube. Like, would you be interested in, you know, giving them to me for a collaboration? Like, I'm, I'm, affiliated with Wu-Tang and I was kind of like he probably isn't affiliated with Wu-Tang but like whatever I don't care like this is a New York rapper like but then it was legit like and some of the some of the guys he got on it like the the beats like are they're not known but they're like solid good rappers from New York and stuff like that so I mean I like I honestly like 90% of my music up until a certain point of time was all in America and Australia and stuff like that you know I, I wasn't really getting anything done in Ireland at all so I mean if it wasn't for them I probably wouldn't have caught a break so much so I'm thankful I guess from the other countries, they're more, they're less reluctant to just jump in and be like, hey, you know, give us a few, few beats there. Like, yeah. And like, I even looking at your, your kind of band camp, uh, kind of who you've worked with, like you've worked with Big Man Davey, as you mentioned before, Lil Nate, you mentioned Dames, uh, Shison, Ricky P, uh, Strange Boy, you know, all these good names, as well as Skeet up in North, in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, what, and obviously, you've been around in the scene for so long but what kind of advice would you give to kind of young rappers or people who are just starting off trying to get their name out there? What would be kind of the, the key things that you'd be like, okay, try and do this because it'll work out better for you in the long run. It'd be all the pretty typical stuff. Like, you know, be yourself. Um, don't rush it. I think me personally, I did rush stuff at the very beginning in some cases, whether it was with beats or releasing rap stuff. But, you know, you live and you learn. Like I know I've improved a lot since then that like, I'd like to think people aren't looking back at songs I made six years ago and rating me off that, you know what I mean? But I'd say don't jump into it, hone your craft. Um, 
certainly don't give a fuck what your friends or people are saying. Like I know I said earlier, it's cooler to be a rapper now and it's more, it's less of a, a thing that people frown upon, but like, you're still going to get people who like, cause I mean, I was getting to a point like, you know, people will be asking me what I'm doing. They might meet me after a few years from finishing school. Like, what are you at? He says, like, oh, I'm producing rap beats. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a rapper now. And they're just like, what? Like, this is, a, are you serious? Like, I'm not surprised that you're doing that, but like, what the fuck? And like, that's kind of stupid. Like, but when they actually see like, what you're doing like irish people are kind of like that they, they're dismissive in a sense like you know what irish fella doing rap and stuff like that yeah you'd be surprised there's a whole country of us doing it now like but uh yeah like again as i said like years ago when i was saying it it was always kind of like oh all right like that's cool like that was the most that was the most positivity i'd get from it at all but now like generally even the average person is like wow that's that's pretty cool like like do you know versatile I was like no i don't know versatile like that's the first comment first question they always get asked like no i don't know them like because they're the most popular everyone knows them like um i was like i like i don't know them but i know all these guys and i produce these tracks and it's like you know there's a few hundred there you can give a listen to like you know it's it's cool like that yeah and obviously like you kind of you've been around for so long as i mentioned um do you think there's kind of that divide between kind of the new school or the old school kind of artists compared to the new school, like are they kind of joining together? Is that bridge kind of forming or do you think it's two separate lanes? Um, the old school lads like guys who just make the kind of music that they make, you know, or they like, you know, and it's kind of normal. Like I'm only 24, but I would consider myself old school. Like my favorite rappers are all over the age of 30, you know, and in Ireland at least like, and what well, the thing is then like, I, I get on very well with them like and they like the stuff that I listen to and the stuff that you know they you know they acknowledge that I'm very into their stuff do you know what I mean and they will there's sometimes there might be younger artists that I'd be more open to listening to that they might dismiss because of just it's not what on their on their vibe like you know but I but I definitely kind of get on better with the the old school kind of group and they're the guys I would prefer to make music to and I do have a, a some secret projects in the works with a lot of the the artists I would have like have on my preference list there's definitely a divide like there's like the older guys dismissing the younger guys but the younger guys are just as guilty for being like you know fuck that old shit like you know what i mean like it's like i could show and i've shown younger rappers like 18 19 like costello or rira and something like that and they like they won't they won't say it's bad but they're like i just you know but i prefer this like and just, I, I just feel alienated then it's like how is that better than this like but it's just natural you know what i mean it's just preference like you know I think I'm open to a lot of stuff, like, but I'll be honest, for the most part, like a lot of the stuff that's like the forefront of the new stuff, I wouldn't really be with it, like, but like there's pockets here and there that are very good. But yeah, generally a lot of the old school lads, they'll fuck with lads that are making similar stuff to them. I mean, I'm sure the younger lads would too with older lads, but there just isn't that many lads who are over the age of say 25, 26 that are making trap or drill or that kind of stuff you know that's tends to be their preference like so it's just a natural divide but there is the typical kind of like ah fuck them young cats like i couldn't be arsed with them and then ah you old bastard i want to do nothing with you like and that's you know it's just generational generational things like i mean is it any different in america i don't really think so like a lot yeah. of them the old school guys bitch all day about kodak black and 20 some 21 savage like and i tend to agree with what they're coming up with but like it's like there's too much focus on it too. It's like, just, you know, whatever, like, you know, your time is kind of gone and this is what the kids like, sadly. Do you know what I mean? You know, you can sell out and make that stuff instead if you want, or you can just keep doing what you're doing. And I mean, you still got a way bigger fan base than I have. So, I mean, I wouldn't be complaining if I was one of them, but yeah, like I just, as I said, it's natural, like for that to happen. I don't really think it's any worse than any other music scene or rap scene in the, in the world. Like, but it would be nicer if people kind of, 
intermingled a bit better, I guess. Yeah, and do you think that, like, do you think there's something missing from the Irish scene to kind of get it to that level? Because I've, I've talked to Hyphen before in interviews or in an interview recently on this uh, podcast. Um, and obviously the kind of UK and the US are kind of the big markets for kind of the rap scene. Um, do you think Ireland can make it to that level? And like, what do you think is missing that we aren't at the same level? Uh, definitely, yeah. I just, I think... For one, it's just natural outreach. Like, you know, England might be just our neighbours, but it's a much bigger country with a much older rap scene. And that's, you know, been more prevalent for years upon years. Like, But I think Ireland's slowly rising. But, like, what's missing, I think, just, like, it's not, like, it's it's more so, like, across the younger generation, I feel a lot, like, it's good to be selfish in a sense. Like, you want to succeed. You want to be, you want to be successful. Like, obviously, you're happy for other people to be successful. But, like, I think there's a bit of self-centeredness from a lot of people. Like, it's natural and it's good. But I think sometimes it's kind of, like, it's too far. Like, it's, like, not wanting to acknowledge other artists or just kind of, know, this kind of fuck you attitude that people tend to have it's like it is kind of hurting the scene a bit more like because if we all got together like yes maybe less of us would be counted as the best rapper or whatever like that and if that's your way of thinking that's fair enough but like just imagine things we could do like do you know what i mean like any of the gigs say like the breaking down borders gigs up north and then down in limerick that i i had a, a bit of a hand in like like they were class like it was and the way that we all it was you know it was some of the rappers I didn't even know of before from the north and stuff like that, but like it was a really, really fun thing. Like, and especially the one that was down in Limerick, like there was even more of a mix from all around the country, like and stuff like that. You know, whether it was Connacht, it was con- there was rappers from all four provinces. I put it that way at all the, all three of those gigs, which was something I'd never seen before personally at another gig. Like, so I think more people willing to do that would be a good thing. You know get more people more friendly with each other because I think a lot of people just dislike each other but that's based on their social media personas like you've never even met the fella but like you just assume you don't like him it's like you know it's it tends to be different in real life a lot of the case and people kind of get hung up on that like but um I don't think really anything's missing necessarily like massively like it's all just natural kind of stuff that kind of occurs like but like I think we're on a natural we're on a fucking a good railway line at the moment upward trajectory you put it that way like I like yeah. as I said, like I think the scene has really, really exploded in the last couple of years. Like just in general, like I mean, when I started off, like as I said, I know I didn't know as many artists, but I know still there wasn't as many out there. Like there was the the old school guys from the various places, like whether it was up north or in Dublin and stuff like that. But there there wasn't a whole lot of people that were young starting out and kind of you know getting in the groove of things. It was still very small. But I think just in the last couple of years, it's like people are really really kind of jumping on the on board and getting involved like which is a great thing so that can only get bigger and bigger over the as the years go on yeah no for sure like you you could even look at denise chala and god knows and merlo who've been on you know rt getting on the late late show and all that hazy hayes was on it as well um and it's, it's always great to see that being on you know the natural nat- uh, national broadcaster I don't know where my tongue was going there um and it's, it's great, like, that kind of gives inspiration for younger people to kind of see it, like, it's on TV, like, people are appreciating this kind of more. Um, obviously, we're kind of heading towards, you know, greater things, and it's great to see that happen. What's kind of your aim for 2021? I know we've gone through January, we're into February now when, when this is being recorded. What's kind of the aim for the rest of the year, or what's in store? Um, well... I wouldn't necessarily call it an aim because I know I'll do it, but it's to finish, obviously, the three projects I'm currently working on. 
and then I uh, some some way I'd say toward the end of the year I'd say me and Jason will get started on the field literature project the next one and I, I I know for a fact with that one like that one has to be the one like the magnum opus like with with the plans we have for that like I've just like really put it like a, a certain level of detail into like what we're going to write about and what we're going to do for our music and like that's the that's the whole conscious side of my music and trust obviously that's his entire style you know whether it's history or politics or the way that things are going on in the world like and like we're really really gonna like go for it with that one like i'm not gonna reveal anything at all but like we're really kind of going very deep and like i'm reading books to like learn educate myself to actually write about certain topics and stuff like that and like it's you know a lot say basically a lot of the events that have happened around the world in the last maybe two years like it's not just going to be given out about the lockdown say it's an entire conspiracy but obviously i have my certain opinions on certain aspects of what's been going on the last year but like yeah. i wanted to kind of touch on a variety of things and not i don't want to be this enlightening preachy guy you know who's like just this, a guy who's just saying all these things like i'm really deep and like on a higher level when it's just like general knowledge and stuff like that but it's just kind of just to at least put something out there that's not just you know kind of it might be a good song, but for the most part, it's just verbal garbage. It's just, you know, I'm just thrown out there and just talking shite, you know what I mean? Like something that will, I can take to the grave that it won't be like, oh, that's just the rapper who said fuck a lot of times and just, you know, just being vulgar. Like he actually, oh, he made some, you know, stuff that I think, I guess, is more universal. Like that's as universal as I'll get. Besides maybe the trap stuff, it's as universal as my music will get where maybe people who don't even listen to rap could appreciate it. Whereas I think for the most part, the stuff I make myself, like if you're not a hip hop fan, I wouldn't put my song on and be like, this is going to get him into hip hop. It's probably going to turn him off and forward. Like, <laughs> but uh, any other goals? Um, we wanted to run gigs, obviously, but the way things are, it's not going to happen this year. At least I don't think. Uh, just keep progressing the bad arts label. We have a website coming out at some point. Uh, it was actually a friend of mine just wanted to do something for a college project. And he asked, could he do a website for us as bad arts? And it's that good that we were like, look, it's basically a free website. Like, why not? So we're going to launch that at some point. And it's looking really, really well. Um, besides that, like, I don't know, really just keep working on music. But like, I mean, just general stuff. Yeah. And hopefully just up my popularity level and the label's popularity level too. like, you know, get to a, a bigger point and a more recognized point in my in my career, if you want to call it that, like just general stuff, but nothing to create. Like you can't really put anything in stone right now with the way things are. Like, you know, what I mean, I can't say like, oh, I hope to do this or hope to be here or be there. Like, you know. I'll be still going to be at the same fucking position in a, in a good few months, sadly. Like so, <laughs> so yeah, just pretty generic goals, really. To be honest, like. And is there anything um, that you want to kind of plug before we wrap up the show? Um, obviously, Bad Arts Entertainment is our, our new label based in Limerick, mainly. Like, there's myself, Size, MBC, MB, <laughs> MCB, Big Man, Davy, Trust, Callum Drought, uh, just. You know, tune into our stuff, check us out. We're all on YouTube, we're all on SoundCloud, we're all on Spotify, we're all on Bandcamp. There's a, a Bandcamp hub label page that will link you to all of our accounts and stuff like that. Um, maybe buy some of the music if you like it, you know, we like that because we don't get nothing from Spotify or anything like that. Um, if there's any rappers out there that are looking for beats, you know, I'll, I'll happily, if you're a solid rapper, I'll happily hand out a couple of free, but you know, from there I, I tend to charge a small fee, do you know what I mean? Like, so if you're looking for beats or want me to make beats, I can do that for you. Uh, besides that really, no, not too much. Like, you know, just tune into the music if, if you're interested, like, and that's about it really. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. 
and I hope to get you back on when these projects are near the date and kind of, you know, inspire uh, other rappers to kind of get themselves and get those CDs and get those tracks into stuff in their heads. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And man, you're, you're very talented. I can't wait to see what you have in store. Can't wait to turn these up full blast and listen to your music as I do. Uh, and look to anyone listening or watching. I'll see you in the next one.